You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. the Lord, if you want to enhance your altar working ability, anointing, and passion, I would recommend taking a look at my book called How to Help Someone Receive the Holy Ghost. The subtitle is An In-Depth Guide for Altar Workers. Hello, this is Charles Rodas. Yes, this book, How to Help Someone Receive the Holy Ghost, can be found on Amazon. And I'm going to read you a couple quick testimonies. Joey says a life-changing knowledge. I've never seen a book on altar working yet and was excited to get my hands on this. I'm absolutely thrilled with all the information and revelations stored within. My own faith has been built in reading this and I'm excited to put this into action and see the great results God will give through faith in his promise. Crunch says a foundation book for altar workers combined with experience and scriptures, a lesson in proper handling of people who is seeking the Holy Ghost. I'm reading this with an open mind and wasn't disappointed by Brother Rodas's instructions and passion for the lost. I would highly recommend it the book for teaching new ministry. Well, I want to encourage you to go to Amazon right now and get this book. And um, I have put more than four decades of study and practice into this book. This book, How to Help Someone Receive the Holy Ghost, is really a totality of my notes that I have taken and put in book form for your convenience. Go to Amazon now and be blessed. I want to make sure that you knew about my book called The Urgent Need of the Hour. The subtitle is Revival Praying. Hi, this is Charles Rodas. If your prayer life needs reviving or you want to learn how to pray intercessory prayer and break through with great answers to prayer, I do encourage you to get this book. Now, I do want to read you a few testimonies. Now, a lady by the name of T. Bright writes, After reading this, I have a better understanding and drive to pray. And Christy W. writes, The chapter, Through the Veil, will make you put this book down and pray immediately. Great points of help all throughout this book. Brandon C. says, This is an absolutely incredible resource that will light a fire under you. One more, Shelley says, Other than the Bible, of course, this is one of the most important books I've ever read. Such wisdom and knowledge. Now, you can get The Urgent Need of the Hour on Amazon, or you can get it on my website at charlesarotis.com. Well, I hope you take a look at it. God bless. Welcome to Everything Apostolic. Well, praise the Lord. This is Charles Rodas, your host. Excited to be with you for another 
podcast to bless you and uh, give you the hearing of the word of the Lord at your convenience. Hey, we're going to go to one passage of scripture. Uh, We're going to go to Mark chapter 16. And as the title is, I'm going to talk a little bit about the believer's authority. The believer's authority. You're a believer. I doubt very much you'd be listening to this podcast if you weren't, though. There could be somebody uh, that's really not a believer, just uh, out of curiosity. But I would be sure that 99.9% of the people are some type of Christian believer of different uh, uh, Christian religious faiths. But uh, yeah, Mark chapter 16, and I'm going to start reading in verse 15. Mark 16 and 15, go ye therefore, or go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, who's Jesus talking to? He's talking to his 11 apostles. Now, understand he's already been um, crucified, so he's, he's died, he's been buried, and he rose again. Now, we know that he was with his um, apostles and seen of uh, at least 500 brethren, the scripture tells us, after his resurrection. And so, uh, yeah, he was uh, uh, he was uh, here uh, after his resurrection, and uh, he walked among men. And here he is, getting ready to ascend into glory with his 11 apostles. And he gives them this this command. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Now we know we could talk about that for a little while, don't we? (laughs) But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Now, understand, he did not say, he did not say these signs shall follow them that preach. He did not say these signs shall follow them that uh, are pastors. Uh, but he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. A real believer, a real apostolic believer. And these signs shall follow them that, what signs? Well, we're going to read about it. Hang on. Don't rush me. (laughs) These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, he said, by my authority. See, in, in in those days when Rome had occupied Jerusalem, you know, and Rome was going to do something. They would say, in the name of Rome, we do such and such. In other words, by the authority of Rome. So the Roman soldiers uh, or the Roman um, authorities, they would say something like, in the name of Rome, we do such and such. All right. So everyone knew how and why they were doing. No one wanted to argue with Rome. Okay, because we know the Roman army there was in Jerusalem. So, but he said, in my name shall they, the believers, shall the believers cast out devils by the authority of the name of Jesus. Now, sometimes I hear people pray. Um, I hear people pray sometimes, really, I'm not even referring to anyone in in. In the church, but I hear others pray sometimes that are not part of uh, of the apostolic church, and and I hear them. I I just think it's a lack of understanding. 
but they'll end their prayer and they'll finish their prayer and they'll say, in his name, we pray. Well, in his name, the name needs to be invoked. The name needs to be spoken because the believer's authority is wrapped up in the name of Jesus. He said, in my name. Okay, if the name is not spoken, we don't know who that is. We can surmise, we can imagine, we can think that we know and possibly do, but the name needs to be spoken. Why? Every demon fears the name of Jesus. Every, the Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. All right. So there's something about this name of Jesus. Every knee is going to bow to the name of Jesus. Every knee. What knee? The knee uh, of cancer. The knee of heart disease. The knee of migraine headaches. The knee of multiple sclerosis. Every knee is going to bow. Every human knee is going to bow. Every sickness, every disease, every infirmity, every demon power must bow to the name of Jesus. When we cast out demons, we don't say in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Why? Because those are not names. Those are titles of the one God. Those are titles. All right. So we know that Father's a title, Son, Holy Ghost are titles. But there's one name. That name is Jesus. He said, in my name, he didn't say names. In my name shall they cast out devils. Okay, the believer, the true believer, shall expel demons, cast them out of people, cast them out of situations, cast them out of homes, cast them out of areas where they're where they are influencing. It's not. It doesn't mean that there's a possession of demons or that demons have possessed someone, but sometimes there's demon oppression. Okay, sometimes there's demon influence. Okay, the influence of evil spirits. And you, as a believer, did you know this? Let me show you something. You know, we know that Acts 1 and 8 says we've received power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon us. But did you know the 12 apostles were casting devils? They were casting demons out of people before they received the Holy Ghost in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they came back and testified to Jesus. Hey, we've been casting out devils in thy name. Sure, sure they were because he gave them authority to because they were believers. If they were casting out devils before they received the Holy Ghost, and they were, that's evident. Like I said, that can that's easily proven. If they were doing that before the Holy Ghost, what in the world what kind of power do we have after receiving the Holy Ghost? Because he said in Acts 1, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. After that sounds like sometimes after, but it's not. If you look at the original text, it means you receive power while the Holy Ghost is coming upon you. Oh, my, what has God given us? I don't even think we've, for the most of us, most of us have not even tapped into this very much. But there's much more than no doubt than what we realize. These signs shall follow them that believe. We're not following the signs. We're not sign followers. But signs will follow us. What kind of signs? Well, we're going to cast out devils. 
They shall speak with new tongues. Okay, they shall take up serpents. Now we're not like those few hundred people in the in, in West Virginia mountains, you know, Appalachian Mountains, a few hundred uh, uh, up there uh, that uh, take up serpents and copperheads and wrap them around their heads and their necks and pick them up out of boxes and play with them in church services. That's not what we're talking about. That's not what Jesus meant. We don't have anybody example exampling that in the scripture. We have the Apostle Paul that picked up one actually accidentally in the book of Acts. We know that. But what did he do? <laughs> he hit, bit him and he, th he threw it off in the fire. He didn't stand there and hold it and show off to everybody how much faith he had. No, it bit him and he slung it in the fire. His faith was exemplified because he did not die even though he was bit. Amen. Praise God. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. Now, I don't know of any poisonous snakes where I live near Chicago. They might be around here, but I don't know of any. I haven't seen any in my yard. I haven't seen any where I live. But you know, there are parts of the world, parts of the United States, other parts of the world. And there's many poisonous snakes. And it could be by a sign, by a miraculous sign, someone might have to take the serpent that fell out of the tree that fell on their shoulders and pick it up and sling it away. In Jesus' name, without being harmed. Who knows? Many of these, these things have happened by believers, apostolic believers. And uh, yet that's right. People have been bitten by, uh, by poisonous snakes, just like Paul, and did not die. All right. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. So I don't think if is including those that willfully are drinking uh, strychnine or some poison to prove that they have faith. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Of course, that's something we practice a lot. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and set on the right hand of God. They went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word. With signs following. Jesus confirmed the word. So again, I'm not talking about people here today that are called to preach. Listen, preachers should be, should have signs following them. But you may have not even ever preached a sermon. You may not even be able to give a good testimony. But you know what? You have authority by the name of Jesus Christ to lay hands on the sick and for them to be healed. What does that mean? The name Jesus, it's just like if I handed you my credit card and I said, listen, you go, here's my, here's my, uh, my passcode and, you know, and you could swipe that and you could punch in my code and you, I give you authority. You don't have to call me the next day say, hey, I'm over here at XYZ store. I want to see if I can use it. No, I told you the day before, use it to buy what you need. All right. So now you feel that liberty. Because I gave you authority. I gave you the okay. I gave you the permission. And that's what Jesus did. So when we use the name of Jesus, we should not use it in vain. We should not use it frivolously. But we should use that name with faith. With faith. And we should walk with God. Because many people are calling out the name Jesus and nothing happens. Why? Because they themselves don't have a relationship with Jesus. Oh, sure, they might have been born again at one time. But friend, you've got to have a current 
relationship with the Lord and have faith in him and in his name to actually utilize and take advantage of this blessing and this authority that he's given to each one of us to cast out devils. Amen. There could be a evil spirit that is tormenting your children in the home. Maybe fear at night, just racking them with fear. I know as a boy, I'd, I'd lived that way for several years. Just fear would rack me at night. Say, well, aren't you ashamed? Why should I be ashamed? It's, it happens to people. It happens to children. But you know, God delivered me from that, and I'm not afraid of anything. All right? Not afraid of anything ever since. Not afraid. All right? There's no need to be afraid. I know he I know he that is with me and I know he that is inside me and he's given me authority and he's given you authority to act in his stead, to act in his place. You you are given authority to act as he would in a given situation. Now, I had to call um Amazon uh, the last maybe it was yesterday or the day before I called Amazon for something and I was speaking one of their to one of their people there. And, and, and I'm not sure where the gentleman was from, but I could, he did not have an American accident. He might have, I don't know if he was from, if where he was from, but uh, like I said, he, he did not have an American accent, an English accent at all. But, in, and, and I, I, I had a hard time understanding him. And I, I said, could you repeat that? And he apologized. And he said, well, I'm, I've not been feeling well. I said, well, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that. And, um, and I, and I said to him, after we got done talking, I, I said to him at the end, I says, and I repeated his name back to him. And I said, uh, now you said you weren't feeling well. And I says, uh, I don't know if you would mind, but I would like to pray for you. And I said, we pray in the name of Jesus. If if you would be okay with that. I wanted to get his permission. I didn't know if he was Muslim, if he was an atheist, you know, because they need to receive your prayer. If they're not ready to receive your prayer, your prayer is going to be a waste of time. So do you know what I did? He said, yes, pray, you know, go ahead and pray for me. And so I prayed for him over the phone. And, you know, I'm praying for people on the phone all the time. And you could pray for people on the phone, you know. And then when I, were, when I was done praying for him, he said, thank you. That was so sweet of you. You know, I don't know if you ever had anybody pray for him like that before. But you know what? My Lord is a healer. He can heal over the phone. I've seen people healed over the phone just recently. I prayed for somebody else over the phone. And they said, I'm already feeling better. And you know what? You can practice that. You can lay hands on your children, your spouse, okay, uh, your neighbors, your coworkers, anyone that will let you pray for them. They, they say something about being sick or they've been injured. You can pray for them. You can testify to them that the Lord is a healer and he wants to touch them. He wants to make them feel better. And by the authority that it's already been given you because you are an apostolic believer, lay hands on the sick and then, well, you ask them, don't say, well, can I pray for you? And you don't know what you're praying for. It's good to inquire I try to always, I, I don't, sometimes I fail it, fail at asking them. And, uh, but I like to inquire as often as I remember. May I ask if it's not personal, what is your condition? Oh, I, I have an upset stomach. I, my stomach is bothering me for days. Okay, well, now I know what I'm praying for. Now I could pray for that. Or if they say, no, I'm very depressed. I've been depressed for a long time and I don't know how to get past the depression. Well, now I know how to pray for that. Okay, I'm not going to pray for depression the same as I would for uh, 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 upset stomach, right? 
or someone is up, maybe they want prayer. Maybe uh, if I don't ask, well, maybe it's not even for them. Maybe they're upset because their son, their daughter is in the hospital and they're very ill, maybe next to death. Well, I need to know what I'm praying for so I can pinpoint that prayer. All right. So now we can apply that prayer and we can believe with them. And then if it's about them, if it's about their situation, now you can even be as so bold to ask them, how do you feel? Do you feel any change? Because why? Because you need to expect your prayer to be answered. Now, we don't many times because we're a little timid. Okay. I've been there. I've done that. And I pray, even though I pray in faith, but sometimes a little timid to ask, how do you feel now? Do you feel any change? And that's a good way to approach that. Do you, all right, we just prayed now. Do you feel any change? Well, maybe their arm has been hurting. Maybe their back has been hurting. You know, and then you could say, okay, move about a little bit. Exercise your back a little bit. Move your arm, whatever it is, and see, okay, do you have any change? Yes, I'm feeling better. Okay, uh, you're feeling better? Yes, I'm feeling a lot better. The pain is really subsided, or they might say the pain is gone. And see, now there's a testimony. They need to glorify the Lord. And you can testify to others what the Lord, not that you have done anything, not that I have done anything. All we did, we were a conduit for God to flow through us to that individual. Doesn't mean we're good. Doesn't mean we're God. It just means that we are a vessel. We're a believer. We're an apostolic believer. And God should be able to use you. God should be able to use myself. Praise God. I want to encourage you in that. Exercise your right and let the Lord work with you, confirming the word with signs following. Praise God. He wants to follow. That's why we've got to believe. We've got to know the promise of the word. Don't just pray a general prayer. General prayers will rarely, if ever, be answered. Say, don't, don't say, well, Lord, heal this man's headache if it be your will. Don't say if it be your will. We know it's the will of God. You, we, we add that in many times because we don't know the promise. We don't know what the word says, or we have doubt. Okay, and if we don't know what the word says, we do have doubt. So you need to know what the promise is. We need to know what the word says. And if you know that God's a healer, you don't have to say, if it be thy will. No, Jesus didn't pray that when he was praying for the sick. He said that one time. He said that in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was about to go through all this suffering, he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy be done. Okay, because the flesh did not want to go through the suffering. That's, but that's not how we should pray when we're praying for the sick. Lord, remove this depression if it be your will. No, it is the will of God. Speak with authority. Speak in the name of Jesus because you're speaking in his place, in his stead. He's not going to come down here and do that, but he will honor your faith and he will heal the sick and he will drive away depression and other things that bother people. All right, my friend, thank you for joining with me. Hey, please, please, please give us a five-star rating. And if you've not hit uh, the notification to be alerted, uh, hit that notification button so that you could be notified every time that we uh, uh, do a new podcast. And, and, and do us a favor, upload this and share this on Facebook or your favorite social media that others may be blessed as well. Listen, we need to increase faith. If you're being, if you're being encouraged by everything apostolic, surely others will also 
be encouraged. Uh, many people are, have subscribed to our podcast. And if you haven't, go ahead and do that as well. And again, you will be notified. And uh, God bless you in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ. Thank you again. This is Brother Rodis. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.